Welcome, everybody, to the Marvel Guys podcast. My name is Jordan, and as always, I am joined by the man who now has approximately 12,365 action figures. How are you doing today, Spencer? <laughs> uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, it's getting crazy, but it's it's only... This ain't nothing yet. <laughs> yeah, there, there's still a, a ton ton left to acquire over the coming years well just like your boxes of action figures we've got plenty to unpack here with wandavision um this will be the most action-packed episode that we've covered so far we've got both both episodes three and four for today um at first it seemed like there wasn't a lot of action in the first two um, and so we were uncertain if um, if there's going to be a lot to talk about in each isolated episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, episode three had, had its moments, but then episode four dropped everything on us. Um, yeah. Pretty much just took us in a whole different direction. And really, all of a sudden, it's like we went from, oh, this is cool. This is fun. This is This is cool. But we were like missing something, and now it's like, oh, I feel like I just watched another Marvel movie. Yeah, um, I think I'm actually in the very small percentile of people that like probably prefers episode three to episode four right now. Um, mainly just because I like builds, and I thought that episode three was like one of the perfect builds in in a long time because. <laughs> You had the, the the neighbors acting weird, all of that kind of stuff going on. Like the 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 conversations visions was having with with the neighbors was a lot to to take in. It was pretty cool. Um, like obviously four is a probably a goaded episode now in the history of the MCU. To be honest, it, it had some of the probably some of the best moments that we've seen so far in the entirety of the MCU. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, episode three, I think people are sleeping on and, you know, I thought it was really funny and I knew this was coming with episode four. Uh, I really felt like that would be the one just because dude, you had so many people, so many casuals and, uh, I wouldn't even know how to really phrase it, but a lot of casuals and a lot of fans that were not happy with the first couple episodes and took to Twitter and stuff. And we're like, what is this? You know, what are you, what, 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 what's going on here? You know, this is crap or whatever. And then Kevin Feige's like, just wait. (laughs) And here we are, you know, this is huge. It seems like they always reward us with patience. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand it though, because it was the first thing back from a long hiatus. Yeah. And, it was like a instant gratitude, you know, thing that wasn't coming. Um, and a lot of people were, were not completely sold on the whole sitcom thing. But as we've learned, um, the sitcom aspect of it was just an important way to convey Wanda's thoughts, feelings, and emotions in a way that was easily transmitted to other people, you know, to see. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it ended up being. And yeah, in episode three, 
we started getting some teasers. You know, we've we've had them in the past, but we got more and more uh, and very deliberate ones about how this is not what you think it is. And the neighbors started to, you know, let vision in on, hey, we're all kind of playing a part here, you know, like, yeah. but they didn't want to completely say it. Right. And so it led us to wonder kind of who is in on this? Um, what What is Vision's perspective? Wanda, does she really have full control? Um, we learned a lot of interesting things. And I think the, the cliffhanger of episode three was we just got, you know, a bunch of questions brought up, but really no answers yet, like literally no answers. Mm-hmm. And I think that was where episode four kind of said, okay, now that we've confused you, let's let you behind the curtain a little bit. Right. I, I like that idea. I, I think that, you know, like I said, I mean, it's a TV series. It's not a, it's not a movie. And like you said as well, I think that's the, probably the greatest point to make is that it's been a while since we've had anything Marvel related. You can't just go in off the rip on episode one and just be, you know, pick up exactly where Endgame left off with all the right action. Right back at it. How like, are you no, you do can't that? do that. No. And the way that they've done it to me has been perfect because episode one and two, I think by design, were supposed to be the way that they were to make you question things and make you wonder what's going on. Um, and I think I kind of expressed that last episode. Um but boy, do we have a lot that was going on, man. Like, wow. Like, within what? What would you say? Like, the first first few seconds that we were watching the episode, we were both like, whoa. Episode four? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, let's go into that. We, yeah. we saw for the first time, um, and really episode three, it, it was there was some interesting stuff. And mm-hmm. like I said, it brought a lot of questions forward. Um, but we've really covered <laughs> most of what happened in that episode. You know, there's things we can yeah. go into detail, but episode four, it kind of works alongside episode three. So we'll discuss right. both. It's like um, a part one, part two kind of thing anyways. Yes. And immediately when episode four, uh, starts, we realize, um, that we've got, you know, Miss Rambeau and we've also got Captain Marvel speaking and, uh, it is, just a replaying of certain events from the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And then you notice, why are these people, they look like they're, you know, forming almost like a ghost that's reappearing. And then you go, oh, wait a second. Everybody's panicking. They don't know what's happening. This is the moment that people returned from the blip. Yep. It's the, it's the one thing that we have been wanting to see since Endgame. Because you would assume that things would be weird. Right. Like if I vanished tomorrow and then you and your life went five years and then all of a sudden I come back like nothing ever happened, you'd be freaking out. That'd be crazy. You'd be what? Like, yeah, be insane. And for it to happen with that amount of people, I mean, it's half the life in the universe coming back at one moment, one second. Like, that's insane. In a hospital, no in less. A hospital, yeah. The yeah. only time that we had seen this previously was in Spider Man. Yeah, um, it, it just a throwaway joke. Um, but here it, it was serious because um, her mother uh, had 
passed away mm-hmm. in the time that she had been uh, blipped. I yeah. guess is the terminology that we use. Um, and so she didn't believe it, uh, but nobody could believe anything at that time. Like it was all just ever, it was madness. Everybody was running around mm-hmm. and nobody knew what to do, but they all knew something went wrong, horribly wrong. And that was our introduction into episode four when we realized, oh, this is going to be a different kind of episode. And so after that, all bets were off. Yeah. I think the hospital setting is interesting too. Like when you think of, uh, well, I mean, let's take what's going on right now, right? You have the pandemic that's been in full effect, right? Uh, Hospitals are flooded at the moment with, with people. And shout out. While I'm on the subject, shout out to all of the frontline workers for everything they're doing right now. But um, if you take that into perspective, five years into the future when people have been blipped out from Thanos and then blipped back in to a crowded hospital that's already over, like, what? Yeah, dude, it was madness. And imagining that in real life would be even 10 times scarier. Um. But man, did I was so excited about that scene in particular. That was so cool. Um, but I mean, picking up with with that, I mean, I think I kind of made that prediction. I, I felt like episode four would be not even in that like sitcom realm, that it would kind of be in like the side story of what's going on or like uh, explaining what S.W.O.R.D. is doing, all these other things that I felt like were hinted at and needed to be explained. Um, and that's exactly where they picked up with, like you go from her being blipped back in to her being fully integrated into sword in that operation, which was exciting and fun and unique. And it served the purpose of jumping us ahead from captain Marvel to present day. Mm-hmm. Um, or as present day as you want to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different present days at this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, so to have Maria Rambeau dead <laughs> already, yeah. Um, her place, uh, I guess, is done unless you know Captain Marvel goes back in time some more. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that um, you know Monica is is now the one that's going to be focused on. Mm-hmm. And she will likely be finding herself uh, as a you know, significant character in the MCU. Oh, for so sure. So we will we will see how that goes. Um, but she just went from Geraldine to um, a very specific you know part of this story, and perhaps one of the main characters. So it's been really interesting to see her story arc is only three you know, episodes in, in this, uh, WandaVision series. Mm-hmm. And she's already starting to, you know, show some star power here. Um, one cool thing, uh, woo agent woo. He showed up and did the card trick that, yeah. um, you know, Scott Lang had taught him how to do. And then he practiced it over <laughs> yeah. a long period of time and hit him with it real quick to let him know that, you know, he had it in his <laughs> back pocket Yeah, quite literally. Which is um, pretty cool. Yeah, that that's such a cool thing because in this timeline, that's five years where Scott Lang wasn't there. So for him to teach him that trick and then for Wu to work on it, probably that <laughs> Spend long. Spend all that time. <laughs> but to have it down, I mean, 
I look forward to the interaction in the future, possibly with Scott Lang and Agent Wu. I think that'll be kind of funny and cool. And Agent Wu kind of showed the comedic side of the episode in a way. There, there was a lot of like really funny stuff going on, while at the same time being very thorough and peeling back some layers. I, I loved that about this episode a lot. I always wonder if they've got some massive storyboard or some uh, journal that they've got the things that they keep in and they go, we need to use this at some point. Um, or if one day they're just like in the writing room and they're like, didn't he learn a magic trick? <laughs> and yeah. they just throw it in at the end. Like yeah. are they some master magician with the timelines here? Well, the I references, think, or is it just somebody remembers at the last moment they throw it in? I don't know. I think that it's a little bit of both because, like, if you're working for Marvel and you're tasked with writing something for a series, and then you see the list of characters, your immediate question should be like, "Well, what have these characters been in? Like, are, right. am I working with a blank slate here, or if I am I working with characters that are somewhat established, and not even like established in the sense that they're like Captain America, but like Agent Wu." He's an established character because he's already been in the MCU. So it's like, well, now I've got to like rewatch stuff in scenes that he was in. That's probably what happened. But that's so cool because we haven't seen that kind of continuity anywhere else in any other franchise really ever. Like it's those moments that feels like it sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's the little things, man. The and little it's a card things. trick. It's, it's yeah. And I didn't even notice it. I didn't either. Immediately. Not immediately. You know, you're not you're nope. not focused on that. No. You're you're trying to you just saw the the post blip and you're like, what is going on? And then Agent <laughs> Wu shows up and yeah. you're just like, Oh. Yeah. Him. Okay. Your your brain's fried. Right. And then you go and after the episode you see people talking about it, and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Yeah. It goes so, right over yeah, your head. Regardless of how it happens, I just always appreciate those little things. Mm-hmm. Um and they started talking about Westview the town that uh, Wanda and Vision reside in right now mm-hmm. um, with these cops that say um, Westview didn't exist or doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And they ask, where are you from? And the cops say Eastview, <laughs> which kind of <laughs> made me laugh. because I'm like, well, if there's an Eastview, you'd think there's a Westview, <laughs> there's right? A Westview. Um, or so a Northview or a Southview. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I've heard, um, you know, we'll get deeper into it, but as far as just the cops, were they placed there um, to throw them off? Uh, was West, Westview very much real? Was it um, was it Eastview that was fake? Was, well, what's going on here with these cops? Um, that it seems like if they were like good at their job, they would have done more to figure out what's going on there right. rather than drive up to this like imaginary wall, somehow avoid the you know the the energy field, and then talk to these people. It, it just it didn't quite add up. Uh, I mean, there's several ways of looking at it. You're going to have people that are going to go in super deep and be like, oh, it's Hydra working and, you know, some kind of covert thing with, with Wanda. They're throwing her off and stuff like that. It could have just been a joke. I mean, it could have just been a throwaway joke. Like these cops just show up and they're like, hey, Westview doesn't exist because we're from Eastview. <laughs> like and secretly they're, they're rivals, high school like football high school rivals. rivals yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our brain went to the exact same place. That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... um. I don't really know. I don't really... I don't, it's hard for me to, like, 
put too much stock into the little things because, and I'll tell you why, because we later find out in the episode that I was kind of right all along in my assumptions as to who the beekeeper was. And I think it's because of that, that like when I'm seeing these little things like those cops or, or whatever, like it just, it's just kind of like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I don't think that's too big or too, you know, they're not going to do this or that. I think secretly everybody wants there to be because we all kind of want to stay ahead of the curve now. <laughs> like everybody wants to write for Marvel basically right now. And, uh, you know, it's fun though. It is fun. I mean, if they were working for Hydra and that ends up being the thing, then like some YouTuber out there that's done a video on it already is going to be like notorious for at least six months or so. But, uh, I, I was just super excited. I, I, what was the, what's the character's name? I know her last name is Hart. Uh, the chick from Thor that appears in the episode. Kat Dennings. Um, yes. Yes. What, what, what is her? I don't remember her name in the in the series. It's, in the MCU. it's Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah, Hart. Dr. That's all you need to um, know. That's all we need to know. If you're Doctor, you don't even have a first name anymore, and you also get the Doctor's tax anywhere you go. But uh, it was cool to see her back in, and she brought the like unique, like comedy aspect to it. She always brings some comedic. Yes. Act. This one didn't feel over the top though. No, it was sometimes perfect. her Thor sequences were like, does everything need to be a joke? Not really. <laughs> Are you even um, serious? <laughs> but it was nice to see them take her seriously as a scientist. Yes. Because they don't really show that in Thor. No, not at all. Because she's like a side character. She's a side. Right. Everybody else is too smart or too powerful. Exactly. So I like that. Um, but she was she was funny. And it's always nice to see a familiar face in a different show that's supposed to be a part of the same universe. Mm-hmm. That's always one. It's always one. I think that's what these shows are going to do. That's why I'm so excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm so excited for She-Hulk or uh, Hawkeye or any of these other shows because it's like, what's who's going to pop up here? Who's going to pop up there? Like, it could be some mild, obscure character. And that's the beauty of Disney Plus. When you really think about it. Like, if you really want to be ahead of the curve, you can rewatch all of those MCU movies over and over and over again. And you can memorize every single character that comes into contact with anybody. And then in the future, when that said person pops up in some other show, you can be like, oh, I know who that person is. And bang, you, you've got something. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was, I just can't say enough, man. I, th- I think that they... They accomplished everything that they needed to, and they did it in a very short amount of time. Like, it was the longest episode, right? About half an hour, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt super quick, but it also felt like they got so much done. Like, they connected so many dots. Um, Like, Wu's voice through the radio. That was him the whole time. Um... Uh, like I said earlier, the beekeeper who wasn't even really a beekeeper, technically. Like, no. But yeah. what I found really interesting was just the force field in itself, too. Like, stuff that goes in and out, how things change. 
Like we obviously saw that in episode three when Monica gets like force pushed <laughs> through uh, that field, and then she goes back to you know Monica and not uh, what was her name again? See Geraldine. But I don't know. There's no like. It's not exact because mm-hmm. she didn't switch from like like certain outfit to something like she came out as the same person that was in there. She just wasn't like black and white or whatever. I mean, you know, she was colored by the end. She was, she had the, the colored in outfits and face and, um, but the outfit changed going in. Yes. Going in, Yeah, but then not going out. And then the, which um, makes sense. The jump rope Mm -hmm. didn't change at all. So, I don't know. There's like I think possibilities there. Once the jump yeah. rope was out, it was a jump rope still. Yeah. You know? I so think like is there well, I mean that's is there sustainability from this energy? Can it leave yeah. the force field? Yeah. Because vision then? It's um Geraldine, right? So she goes in, her wardrobe completely changes. But mm-hmm. when she gets booted out, she's in the same thing that she was in when she came in. Like when she transferred over. And then you said the jump rope, right? Yeah. That was connected to a like tethering device or whatever. So that dude doesn't get like completely strewn about mm-hmm. and not being able to get pulled back out. But when he does, it's still a jump rope when it gets pulled back in because it's been exposed to through that field, which makes sense. Like that field is what's changing stuff on the inside. And it's also changing it in a way. Wouldn't that make sense too? Like, like I'm glad you said something about vision, but wouldn't that make sense? I mean, if Wanda's going to like recreate vision or something, she's not going to want him to only exist within that realm. Right. Like if anything happens, you'd want to, you'd want to, you know, but she said, we can't leave. I think that's a scare tactic thing. Like, I don't think, I think she just wants to be there. And what does she want? What does she want? So, all right. So, She's developed this entire thing so that superheroes aren't needed. Like, that's why it's a sitcom. You don't need superheroes in a sitcom. I mean, it makes, obviously, it makes it a lot funnier because they have superpowers. But, like, you don't need to actually save the world if you're, like, actually Wanda. And she's the only one that can perceive things the way that she does within that reality. Everybody else is acting it out. So... Well, we don't know that. I think they are. That's, I think they're forcefully acting discussion. it out. I think they're forcefully acting it out, like against their will, probably. But they're acting it out. That's a long discussion like, there. I don't know is. what's going on with it them. Is. But I think some are. Yeah, I think some are aware more than others. Um, but I also think that. I, I like I actually think that all of them are aware of what's going on. Um, but what are they gonna do? You know what I mean? They're just average people, they're everyday people. It's and it's so funny because it's Wanda. It's not any other Avenger. Wanda's the only one that would be connected to the X-Men. And that entire theme of what's going on ties into directly to the X-Men. Because when we watch the X-Men, whether it's cartoons, whether it's comics, whatever. There's always that narrative of the humans are afraid of the mutants. And 
what does Magneto preach is that we can't live in cohesion with each other. Mutants can't live together with humans because humans are always going to fear them. And mutants are going to always have that power over them. So why not just get rid of the humans? That plays perfectly into what Wanda's doing because she is kind of tormenting the humans within that reality that she's created so that she can live out this life with vision to where they don't have to use their powers unnecessarily and they also don't have to fight and die. But I think she's created that reality in the sense that if anything goes sideways, vision still lives, which is why things don't really change when they go outside of that force field. Who is vision though? It's probably one of two things. One of two things. So what do we know already? We know visions. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean more like casting, right? Paul Bettany. Um, we know that we, we actually should have known about Monica a lot sooner. And that's, that's, that's my bad. <laughs> and, um, because it was leaked and, and Kevin Feige even said it in the announcement that, you know, Monica is Monica, but, um, anyways, we know that Quicksilver is going to be in the show at some point. So I have a couple theories. Well, well yes. yeah, it could be a past thing, but I have a couple theories here. Yeah. So I have a theory that number one, I think the, e- the easier theory is that she just created vision or recreated vision. Why else would she have seen his like dead body? You know, like when things kind of glitched out for a second after she evacuated Monica from that reality, why would she see dead vision? Maybe she used his body in that reality and created living vision again or did some kind of thing. That's possible. But created. Yeah. Well, like recreated, recreated. Um, because she can influence the mind. She can influence reality. She can influence, uh, physical aspects of life, things like that. That makes sense. But what's also kind of weird a weird theory and a really strange thing. What if visions actually quicksilver? What if when Wanda is creating this alternate reality, quicksilver is bolting through this entire stretch. And it just so happens that he's just like a second too late or like in the wrong place at the right time ironically because of his speed that boom all of a sudden now he's vision in this reality and he has no idea what's going on because if it and it makes sense because if you look at it from the like perspective of the x-men being integrated into the mcu who how is he supposed to know what's going on the x-men haven't had any kind of thing to do with the mcu characters at this point so how would he even know who she is? So like if that happens in that instant, bang, he's vision. Like that could be kind of interesting because if he gets booted out or if he wanders out of Westview, he goes from vision to Quicksilver. And then they're like, oh, uh, what are you doing here? You know, 
I think that's interesting. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. I, I there's part of me that thinks she's just like walking around with a corpse. You know that vision is just moving around as a, as his dead body. I, I think that's the more likely thing because it ties into everything that we've already touched on as far as like Wanda's demeanor and all of these other things that we covered in like the episode one and two. Um, because it's like trauma, like she's dealing with so much trauma and she has, she's had to deal with this trauma in such a short amount of time. And then, you know, from what we know from Peter Parker, when they were blinked out of existence, it didn't really, it wasn't like it was five years to them. It was the same thing kind of like for Scott Lang. Like they were chilling. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Dr. Strange comes in and is like, yeah, it was just a moment. you know, it was just a moment. And so it wasn't like she's had five years to grieve losing vision, stuff like that. Uh, and then obviously, uh, you know, losing her brother, um, you know, all these other things, man. Um, no more Tony Stark. Uh, you know, the, the, the people that she was closest with, uh, are kind of gone. Like Clint basically, I, I feel like has retired for a second time, you know, like after Tony's funeral, he probably just went and wanted to spend time with his family There's again. Nothing left. There's nothing left for him to do. Until he finds purpose. Exactly. More trouble. Um, so like, who does she have to go to? That's why I think this whole thing has started. And from what we know, this takes place like pretty much right after the funeral. Everything that's going on. Well, it would be taking place literally. I guess what this brings us to is right after the blip and the return um, from the blip, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, she immediately uh, three weeks later goes to S.W.O.R.D., and meets um, the new acting director mm -hmm. who kind of was kind of self-appointed because he was the only one there. Yeah. And this sets up an interesting clash of, uh, you know, the founder's daughter with the guy that was probably more business oriented. Yeah. And she realizes that she is grounded, not allowed to fly at the moment um, for assignments. And so... He puts her on this assignment of checking out Westview. And that's how she met up with Agent Wu. And so they quickly caught us back up from point A to point B. And now we're back in, you know, the story watching mm -hmm. from the outside what we've been watching on the inside the last three episodes. So yeah. I guess my first question would, would be, did we just see the villain? of this series in the director? No. Okay. No. Do you think it's somebody that we've already seen? Do you think there's not a main villain? Do you think it's Wanda? What's, what's going on with your opinion there? I would say that Wanda is the villain, um, but not in a typical villain standpoint. Uh, I just think she's lost it. And, they're just trying the, the whole episode, the whole series will just probably be them, probably be them trying to help her and her not wanting that help. And, um, and I think that fits. I mean, it's the perfect story for Marvel to do because of, I mean, what's going on right now. Um, 
I remember talking with a friend of mine, uh, you know, right when COVID hit and we were talking about, you know, well, you know, what, what's the come? Like, what is this, what is, what is our, our lives going to look like within a few months from now or a year from now? And I told him like, man, like if everything, if everything gets shut down, like they say it will, like, and we're kind of restricted to our homes and stuff like that. And it's not even in a negative context because it's things that we have to do, right? To slow the spread or uh, flatten the curve, as they used to say. Um, so it's things that we have to do, but we're not prepared to do them, right? And, you know, we were, we were just discussing what's going on and we talked about how well, I, I was telling him how I felt that, you know, well, people are probably going to be a lot more depressed and, and stressed out over the next few months or year because of having to adjust to their life now and how that's going to affect people. And I mean, wouldn't it kind of make sense for Marvel to, you know, for them to come back and then tell a story like that where you have a character who hasn't really dealt with that trauma and... We're living in an era where mental health is such a huge thing and we're, we're actually really talking about this a lot more than we w used to and we're taking it more seriously than we ever have. It would kind of make sense that they would tell the story in that way that yes, she's a villain, but at the end of the day, it's just a story of her feeling like she never had that help that she needed and she doesn't have access to it anymore. And she doesn't trust it anymore because all the people that she trusted aren't there. And she's kind of just gone off the rails. But you also have those people like probably what we'll see with Monica who refuse to say no to trying to help her. And they're going to be persistent in trying to help her because while they don't really know each other, if anybody can relate now, it would be Monica, right? Because she got blinked and then... Fast forwarded five years. Now her mom's gone. She never got to say goodbye. And now she's been thrust into a position where she's not the acting director of the company or whatever you want to call it that her mom created. And she's grounded. So um, I, I like that idea. I don't think that there's... I don't think that there's any kind of entity that is creating all of this or persuading anything in any manner. Um, like there's no Hydra influence, I don't think, or anything like that. Um, if there is, I'll give you a percentage again. I, I think 2% chance, <laughs> maybe less than that. Two or equal to or less than 2% chance of Hydra being involved or any other entity. But I think that's the story. That's the narrative. I'll give you some questions to fight off this side of the the coin. Okay. Um, why would um, Reynolds, the, uh, or Hayward, excuse me, um, the director put his best person on this project? Um, that seems to be kind of a joke. Immediately. Because it is. I think if uh, it's kind of like the uh, the typical narrative, right? 
So if you have the soldier in the movie who has been experienced some traumatic events and then like, I, I don't know that you've ever seen it cause you're not like a big TV show person per se, but I know my dad used to watch this show like religiously and it was, uh, I think it's called Navy seals or something like that. There's a lot. It's of got those. the dude from uh bones God. as like the main character. Um, and in that show, they kind of deal with that same thing where like he's the leader of a SEAL team, but there's a lot of traumatic things that go along with that job, obviously. And there's some times where like he's kind of put off to the side or like he's no longer in control of his team anymore because something's happened that he's not addressing like health wise. And so I think that would make sense because three weeks have gone by she's coming back to a future now that she has no idea what's going on. So it kind of makes sense to be like, you know, we don't really want you to go out flying and doing all that stuff yet because, you know, we're trying to like care for you in a way that kind of seems, you know, right. And on top of that, it's not really his call. If you, if you, I don't know, it's kind of like a small thing. Like, but he says that like, it's what her mom wanted. Like her mom didn't want her to just come back, you know, guns blazing basically. So I, I think that would be the answer to that is that it's more him just trying to be protective of her. All right. Number two, does he not fit the stereotype of the Marvel villain? <laughs> when he you, does. you see the, <laughs> I mean, think he, about how many times we've seen the suited up, guy that's a director of a company yeah that seems to be the one helping the main character the most turn around to screw them behind their back we find out they were the one manipulating everything from the beginning uh, obadiah uh it's constant yeah uh what's his name with uh shield uh robert redford uh, uh the uh can't remember his ant-man name. pierce pierce guy, yeah yeah uh that guy it, he it's, does it's everywhere <laughs> he does fit the mold for the typical Marvel villain. And that might be true. Um, but uh, like I said, man, I just, maybe it's because I've got that fascination with the idea that I've already kind of laid out for what's going on and what I think is going to be the future of the show. But I don't know. I like that idea a little bit more than, than him being a villain. Cause I think at this point it's almost too easy for him to be a villain. Wouldn't you say? Not if you're saying he's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if he is a villain, though, like, wouldn't that kind of be... Because, like you said, he kind of fits a stereotype now. It would make sense. But but I didn't even think about that as a viewer. I just thought, oh, look, this guy is helping her out. And then a lot of people started suggesting that he doesn't seem... He seems too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, why didn't he just, you know, give her access uh, or keep her access, I suppose, you know, you could say that her, her card was not in use anymore or anything, but it, it seems like almost like when she disappeared, he took over everything and now he's threatened by her um, power because she is a Rambo. Um, so it just seems like a lot of things would make sense for him to be somebody that is manipulating things from the top. And then also if he is manipulating it, of course he would send her to the assignment in hopes that she gets sucked into the um, the reality in where she can't escape. 
all of a sudden he is limitless in his power. Yeah, that, that and that totally makes sense. But from what we know so far, the only thing that's powerful about her is her name. Like other than that, what is she? I mean, it's not like it she's means Iron a lot Man. in Marvel, though. I mean, it's not like she's Iron Man, though, right? Like she's not gonna. We don't think. Right, right. So like. But you I know, think there's a power struggle a, within any uh, there is. kid of a, a a a director that was operating this whole business, and then technically she probably would have been next in line. Yeah. Um, not in that it's like a monarchy or something, but she might have been recommended by her peers, mm-hmm. and so he's probably thinking, "How can I get her out of here ASAP?" And so it would just it all lines up, and that's you know? why I don't buy it. <laughs> that's why I don't buy it because. It does line up. It's so it, it's too easy for 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 you to look at that and say that he's a villain, and I get that, and that's fine. Like if he is, that's fine. I don't have any problems with it. It just seems like it's too cliche. It's too easy, and I don't think they're going that route now. I think that they might be going to different places, and obviously we're entering the multiverse. Um. So. And Darcy Lewis is the name of the doctor. Ah, ah, okay. Good, 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 good. Why did we see Hart, though? I didn't. I did. <laughs> but I went I along did. with it. I don't know. I Whereas I, I feel did. like you say uh, so, you fill in the blanks with some with some Hart sometimes just because it's so personal to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, uh, we have the English. I, so I have subtitles on everything. Mm-hmm. Everything we watch. I, I think you're the same way. Like, even if it's an English Generally. thing, it's it's subtitles on all the time. Um, I, For some reason, I remember it saying Dr. Hart when she was speaking. But that's, So that's interesting. Maybe there's some kind of mistake there. Because there are two hearts, like the, the family in the first episode. Uh, You know, Kitty from that 70s show, whatever mm-hmm. her name is. That was the wife. And, and oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. Who we found out were regular Joes. Yeah. Or we think. I don't know. They might be just evil Knievels. Who knows? But yeah, um, it seems like what we found out is that a majority of the people that we've seen in the broadcast so far, they were able to place um, as just people that went missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, notably, they did not have everybody's info on the board um, when you kind of look at the the still shot. Maybe um, blipped people. So some of them are missing. Is that people that they can't, uh, you know, find reason for? Or maybe they don't know who they are. I don't know yet. Could be interesting. Like if Westview at one point existed five years ago. Yeah. And when everybody got, you know, dusted. It seems that. Back in. Boom. Yeah. It seems that Agnes is a very high level common target for most people to believe that she's in on something. One of the witches from she, Thor. Yeah, she is. Are connected to them. Helping yes. this thing go badly. Yep. Um, which it's possible because of the demeanor of her in the show. She was almost about to spill the beans in episode three. She uh, also was like the one like super cheerful, helpful character in episodes one and two. She was almost the like one. she's really playing right, a part. Right, 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 right. Um. So she's interesting. Very. Inter- I want to see what they do with that because I really don't have anything to go off of right now. Like I like. There's no proof. Um. Well, I mean, there's inferences. There's, like, there's you know. Um. 
so yeah, I, I, she's super, super interesting to me. Uh, and I really want to see what they do with it. Maybe like there's little details that people have been talking about, right? Like the brooch or whatever that she's wearing or this or that. Like there, there's a lot of stuff going on with this Agnes character and I'm interested, very interested. I think we're going to find out pretty soon who these people are and why they're involved in all this. And that could be as interesting as anything we're going to find out here because there's so many different people. Mm -hmm. And do they belong to agencies? Are they regular people? Do they get caught up in this? Do they somehow volunteer? Like what? what is going on with all these people that seem to, some of them be playing a part, some trapped, some trying to get out, some think they can't. I mean, who is Vision? Well, what what is Vision? Um, <laughs> what is Vision? That's, that's it's amazing. Point. We got. It seems like every time we get more answers, we also get more questions. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of I'm all over the the place right now, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And they're baiting us by writing things down with Wu, uh, mm -hmm. why hexagonal shape? There's many different things that Wu is like asking that a lot of people are asking online, and it's pretty funny because it really coincides with each other. Like so. name off some. Well, why hexagonal shape? Basically, why are things you know turning the way they are? Why a sitcom? Why is this? Why is that? It's just Wu seems to be completely lost, and yeah. Wu almost is he's, like he's like us. Us. He's, exactly. he's a a representative of the fan base, mm -hmm. and he's kind of like, hey, here's things you should talk about. Writes <laughs> on board. Right. 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 You know. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. It is very interesting. I'm excited to see where things go. Like, what, what, Scrolls what question mark is on his his whiteboard as well. I think scrolls. that's the thing with moving forward. Now that we know the scrolls are a big part of the MCU, mm -hmm. they could all all like anything could be a scroll. Yeah, like, literally Who anybody. The scroll? director could be a scroll. That's why he knows the magic trick. Anybody, <laughs> anybody could be a scroll. I mean, Fury was a scroll for an yeah. entire movie. Yes, and we didn't know it. Yes. So, I don't know, man. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, one thing that I do not remember for the life of me when it comes to the scrolls, this would be a good topic to look up. I wish we had a Jamie. We could just be like, hey, Jamie, look this up real quick. <laughs> but the scrolls, it almost seems too good to be true. Because I know the super scroll like absorbs powers. So like if a super scroll fights the Fantastic Four, that super scroll can like absorb the powers of the thing, the human torch, invisible woman, you know, Rita Richards. So like he can have one arm that just stretches out to, you know, however long. He could have one arm that's like the thing's arm. He can also be invisible and on fire at the same like <laughs> but do lower level regular scrolls absorb the powers of those that they take over? That that's a good good idea too. Because if know. that's the case, then that's really cool because yeah, anybody could be a scroll. That'd be a crazy like anybody could be a scroll. Yeah, that'd be an issue. <laughs> that would be a huge issue, right? I mean you could have as many of something as you want. Exactly. You could have one leader and then they assume the powers of the leader and 
Boom. Become an army. Exactly. You could have 20,000 Thors. That'd be, that'd be a problem. <laughs> that'd be a big problem. So I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that they absorb the powers. I think it's only the Super Scroll, which I think is like a different like variation. Um, I could be completely wrong on that. I, I got to do my homework on the scrolls. Um, well, does it matter though? I mean, they they take it from source material, but the MCU is going to do as they please. Yeah, so, but they keep you know, things so close to source material. In 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 some aspects, mm-hmm. like like how close was Infinity War to Infinity Gauntlet? Pretty dang close. Given the characters they had access to, is about as close as it got. Exactly. So. Yeah, man. I'm definitely going to do my homework on the scrolls when I can. The semester has been pretty, pretty odd so far. But, uh, yeah, I think that opens up a whole bag of worms, right? Like, who do you trust? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, if Nick Fury is a freaking scroll for a whole movie, who do you trust? You can't. Like, um... My big thing when it comes to the scrolls is uh what's his name is basically dead now. Uh Ronan. Ronan the accuser. He's basically he's he's dead. He's gone from the the Power Stone, right? When he and uh Star Lord have the dance off to save the universe, he gets like absorbed. Yeah, I don't know if he's gone gone, but he's um so my big thing is like the Krees. Oh yeah, there's like, about to be a war. Yeah, we're about to have a war for sure, hundred percent. And what does that mean for you know the Fantastic Four, the remaining Avengers, all the other things? Like that could be interesting, man, because you could have scrolls. You could potentially have a scene where you have scrolls and the Avengers fighting the Kree. And like Cree centuries, stuff like that. If Ronan's still out there, which I don't think he is, but he could be. Um he's listed as deceased. Okay, good. All right. Um good. but I mean it's <laughs> it's the multiverse though, man. Anything's possible now. Right. Anybody can Right. Um Thanos is dead twice. And there's still <laughs> many theories that Thanos is coming back. I a hundred percent agree with that, that he is. Because there's so many stories. Yeah. Where he would be the the side hustle, you know, that helps them defeat other people. But yeah. 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 Ah, man, that makes my heart feel like full. You just need time. The other people, other people have kind of got those same ideas. That's awesome. I mean, think about Spider-Man, how many Spider-Mans we've had just since 2000 and now apply that to, Oh, well, Peter Parker's. Uh, sure. And That's not even Ben Riley. Basically, we're just talking about okay, Thanos has been dead for nine years. Mm-hmm. Here's a loophole to bring him back. Nobody's gonna be like, nope, don't believe it. It's like <laughs> it's been an entire cycle yeah. for you to be okay with something, you know, new. And if, if Thanos comes back, as long as they explain it well, then who cares? I'm cool with it because of, uh, well, I mean, we've done a whole episode where I was talking about uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers and how I felt like that could be what happens in the MCU going forward. Yep. Um, 
which I think was what, like two or three episodes ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, we, we could potentially have that scene where you have the scrolls and the Avengers fighting the Kree, Kree centuries, whatever, whoever the new leader of the Kree would be. Um, and, those Avengers, those set Avengers that are fighting alongside the scrolls are actually scrolls impersonating them. And then, you know, maybe they lose that battle and then all of a sudden the, the real Avengers show up and boom, like, you know, uh, that, that could be neat. Um, but the, the, yeah, we're about to have a war with the, the Korean, the scrolls finally, which I think is interesting. That's probably where Nova's going to come in. No. Right. Who knows? <laughs> There's Man. so many people My brain's that need firing. to have a debut in the next five years. Yeah. But I think the biggest one's obviously Adam Warlock, right? Well, as far as the one that's been teased, sure. Yeah. yeah. But who knows, man? If we don't get it in the third, when are we going to get it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The third right. Guardians, that is. I mean, we could see him in Thor 4, maybe. Possibly. We don't Perhaps. know. I mean, Captain's coming back now. And there's talk that it's a movie. Huh? Like a Cap movie. So. Captain America. Yeah, Chris Evans. Steve um, Rogers. That, he He's, what they've said, I guess, is that if he's going to come back, it would be for a movie and mm-hmm. then going into the kind of the Tony Stark role post Iron Man 3 kind of a thing. Uh, but I mean, who I knows? Like These things could, they're just contract conversations there's nothing set in stone i love that and it'd be interesting to see it's hard because they did such a great story arc with cap but there's still so much story to tell because his story arc the ending of it was probably the most confusing part Mm -hmm. of endgame and it left all of us going he screwed up how does that work (laughs) exactly who is he what's the old guy why why is he not a super soldier what what's happening here right so there's so many questions and that little smirk, not even a smirk, just the steadfast, I don't think I will. What is he hiding? What has yeah, he done? Exactly. Are we going to find out? Illuminati, man. Maybe. Illuminati. Maybe we'll find out what he's been doing all this time. And it's not even the joke Illuminati. I, I truly feel like That's they're setting that up. I, I really do. Because of, you know. Well, I mean, we just watched that video about Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Like, that would make sense. Like, but dude, I want to see what happens. Uh, and I, we've talked about this before too, but I want to see what happens when, when, when Steve goes back in the past, because dude, there's so many things that they could discover. That could be where Logan comes in. And I've said that too already. Yes. I know like this is rehash, but like that was discussed you know. in, uh, in the video that I had watched about, uh, cap that, uh, Logan, could be pointed to yes. as being in part of his um, squadron back in the day yes. because he was in the comics. Yes, exactly. That could be where he pops up at. And why uh, uh, Falcon in, in Winter Soldier, why it's taking place in, uh, what's, what's it called, uh, Madripoor? Is that is that right? Why why the, the flag of Madripoor yeah, is like flying the, in one of those? Island. Yes. Uh, that That's all connected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that meme is so relevant. That's my brain 24/7 when I talk about Marvel is 
is the it's always sunny meme. There's just so many ways they could go with it. There's almost too many. There is too many. Yeah. But Chris has said he's only going to come back if they give him a story that actually means something to the character mm-hmm. and not because he wants to or the fans want him to. Which is so funny because Endgame was only two movies ago. <laughs> and he's already in like contract talks. Yeah. It didn't last long. I think... Partially because there's no money anywhere else. What I think is interesting about that is... Okay, say they do the Illuminati, right? So that would mean you'd have, let's see, you'd have Black Bolt. You'd have Doctor Strange, who's already in. So is you Black have Bolt. Black Bolt's in the MCU. The Inhumans, they're on their way. Yeah, they're on their way, but they haven't. No, uh, they're not in yeah. there yet, but we right, know that the Inhumans right. are on the way. Right. So you'd have Black Bolt, you'd have Doctor Strange, you would have who else? Uh, do, 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 do. Probably uh, uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh! Whoever they feel like, I'm not uh, probably. Black Panther, T'Challa's sister. Oh, um, oh, his sister Shuri. Shuri. Dude, why? I was thinking Dude. of his girlfriend. Yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, Shuri. Um, Reed Richards, either Charles Xavier or Beast, either one, and number six, the sixth Infinity Stone, Tony Stark. Because virtual Tony Stark, no, 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 we're in the multiverse. <laughs> that I mean. Like the video said that we were watching before, I, I I would I would shout it out if I could if I knew what the channel name was. I but, can't remember. Um, I mean it's a popular YouTube channel. Rock I'm stars? sure people have seen it before. But uh, you know, Steve did grab new rock, new, new rock stars. All right, there we <laughs> great, go. YouTube great channel, yeah, great content. Um, they brought up that idea of Steve Rogers grabbing four of the pin particles the 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 times and locations or whatever that was on the uh machine the like the time travel machine that was created uh and what those pointed to it's possible man it's so possible that they do an illuminati storyline because how else would that explain how number 1 that's a great story to bring Chris Evans back as Steve Rogers. But at the same time, what a weird way. How are they going to do that? Because the whole premise of Captain America being included as like the, the quote unquote seventh member of the Illuminati is he's pissed. Like he's upset with Tony Stark, like more so than we saw in civil war. Like, Way more so because once again, everything's going like behind closed doors to him, you know, like those six individuals are the only ones that know about certain things going on that are vastly important, you know, that Steve Rogers would feel like everyone needs to know. So how do they do that? Because at this point, Steve the MCU Steve Rogers would almost assume automatically, well, if Tony Stark's alive, then <laughs> he's doing something beneath everyone's noses 
And I'm probably not going to be upset about it because it's just to be expected now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's ways they can still do it, but boy, does that open up the doors, man. Wow. Like, you could get into so many things. Like, uh, well, who's the character? (sighs) He's, He's one of the new... I think he's one of the new Avengers. Uh, he's basically the offspring of Steve Rogers and Sharon Carter, not Peggy Carter, Sharon Carter. <laughs> um, gosh. Yeah. When you back yourself into a name corner. Yeah. Somebody who's listening to this is like screaming it at their, you know, phone or whatever. All right. But I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. By the way, this makes sense. Uh, something we didn't really consider, considering it's present day. Darcy Lewis has was not a doctor before. Um, oh. She has earned her doctorate since we last saw her. Nice. Yeah, I would have never. Man, I would have so never put that together. That That's might actually be neat. Why they're treating her more succinct? Not not succinctly. Um, <laughs> I don't know what word I'm looking for there, but they're more seriously. Nice. That wasn't the word I was looking for. Oh my gosh. It's not Ian Rogers. Oh. Struggle bus. Yeah, big time struggle bus. Dark elves. Dark uh, hmm. I don't know. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's gonna point it out though. I, I cannot come up with it's it right good. now. But yeah, anyways, I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> that just completely ruined my brain. My brain is scrambled eggs I have right now. No clue. I was um, looking at doctorates. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things that we, we've we've talked about this so much. There's so many things that can go that can. Oh man. You know, that they can do to potentially bring him back, like. Uh, I mean, you could have that alternate reality, Steve Rogers, that's actually the leader of Hydra, Hydra Cap, and you could have Sam Wilson fighting him. Uh, well, Sam Wilson and Bucky both fighting uh, that Steve Rogers. There's actually a scene, I think, in that comic run where uh, Sam or Bucky, one of the two, is like almost in like an astral plane and they're talking to the old man, Steve Rogers, like from that universe where he's captain America and he's giving him advice and stuff like that on what to do. Um, and then ultimately I think Hydra caps defeated and stuff like that, but that's something that they could bring, bring, uh, him back for, uh, Chris Evans. That could be interesting. That's all. Wow. That's a lot. I'm kind of reading into some other people's recaps of of WandaVision and I'm I'm wondering if we get back to the sitcom at all. Um I, I'm guessing we do. Yeah. The one one noteworthy thing is that we've seen through their TV on the outside that um there's scenes that we haven't seen. But, Scenes no, that right. we have not seen. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um, and so it's, I don't know. I don't know if that's noteworthy, but there's 
stuff that's happening that we have yet to see that's already happened. <laughs> so I don't know if it's important necessarily, but there might be more content that we haven't seen that may lead up to more answers that we have yet to you know, obtain. Also, did you notice that like, it seemed like I could be wrong here. I could totally be wrong here. It seemed as though they weren't, Man, now I'm really trying to remember the episode to know if I'm if I'm, what I'm about to say is stupid or not. But uh, I don't remember them. I'll, I'll say that so I protect myself. I don't remember them seeing anything from their TVs of Vision talking to the neighbors. Like, I don't think that that was... It like was cut out by Wanda. Yeah. So... um, Yeah, that's... None of the stuff where they were acting weird, at least. Right. Yeah, Wanda's censoring all that, or somebody mm-hmm. is. I, well, Wanda is, I think. 100%. Most likely. Yeah. I'm leaving it. There's a possibility somebody else is, is manipulating, screwing with this. Like the, the Master of Puppets. and Perhaps. Stuff like that. I really don't know. Um, great Metallica reference. It, it's, uh. it's hard to... <laughs> like, I really wanted to believe... Not wanted. I, I was really starting to believe that um, Wanda was just manipulating all this from start to finish. But I think she is telling us how much she's in control so often. I don't think she's in control. <laughs> like the <laughs> the more she tells us that she's in control, the more I'm losing faith in her. <laughs> You're. I feel like she's telling herself I'm in control, but she's actually not kind of being played. I think she started this with a good. Um, you know, path towards dealing with emotional stress. And I think somebody's taking advantage of her. That's totally so, possible. I don't know. We're going to find out. It's totally possible. Um, but it's, it's kind of funny though, that you feel that way about Wanda, the same way that I feel about the director in a way. You just don't trust it. <laughs> Like, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably not true. She's got problems. Definitely. I don't think she's evil. I don't think she's trying to hurt people. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to think. I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, I said earlier that I felt like she was a villain. I don't think that villain's the right word for it. She's a villain by association. If that makes sense. (laughs) In a way. Uh... Like she, what she's doing, it wasn't under the intent of, you know, destroying the fabric of reality or anything like that, but it just ended up being a byproduct of what she was doing. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, um, right. I think we're going to, she's got longevity as a character. She's kind of a tweener. Um, yeah, exactly. And so she's, she's never truly just been a bad hateful character she's been used she's been used (laughs) over and over um she has manipulated people for her whole life it seems like Mm -hmm. and so that's what she knows how to do um you know that was her power really and that's what she was told to do when she was one of the twins Mm um so i don't know it's gonna be really interesting to see where she fits in with dr strange because we know he's coming um before too long isn't that the beautiful thing of the whole situation? 
is that we know that WandaVision directly correlates to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange directly correlates to Spider-Man 3. And it all makes no sense yet, but it also like kind of makes complete sense because mm-hmm. they all make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the best way I can put it. I think it it makes a lot of sense, man. It um well, it can. Totally. It absolutely can. But there's many, many storylines that, that are a possibility here. I think Doctor Strange makes an appearance. Well, he has to. He's cast. He's in here somewhere. Oh, okay. Okay, good. He, he's in good. There, this, this. He's going to be the one that saves. Something. I, you'd think. I think that's too obvious. <laughs> yeah. we, we all knew just from casting that he was in it and um, Pietro was in it. Well, so, not the one we know. We'll see. Well, that's... What's his name? Uh, we'll see. Peter. He's actually Peter. You talking about Evan Peters? Yep, Evan Peters. He plays Peter Maximoff. I don't know, man. We'll we'll um, see. I'm man. I'm excited for that. They don't always have to release the whole cast if it's just a, a one scene cameo, too. So true. We don't know what's happening. True that. I don't know what to expect, but I'm pretty excited. Um, next episode's only a few days away, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we get. You know, a lot of excitement in the episode, but keep building on the storyline that's already been put into action. And we're only we're, we're very close a to month, it up. Month away from getting, you know, our calendars ready for Captain America or sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So we're we're doing pretty well. It's it's already starting to go by pretty quickly. But the it's cool thing about this is that this isn't a season like sports or something. There's always something around the corner mm-hmm. um, for foreseeably the next like eight years, probably. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll always have the content ready for you guys. Is there anything else you want to bring up? I think we've, oh, we've gosh, touched we covered so more than bases. we needed to, but it's so fun and so much to talk about. I think we've done exactly what episode four did. We covered a lot of ground and a got short nowhere. Of time. <laughs> but we also got nowhere. Exactly. We, we've, we've exactly. talked about a lot of possibilities. Covered a lot of ground. I went off, but on at a the tangent. end of the day, uh, yeah, we we you went off on a tangent, and <laughs> we didn't actually get anywhere because you forgot where you were going. <laughs> Three yeah. quarters of the way through, <laughs> but oh. it just makes sense that this show, which makes no sense, but we kind of know the theme, um, and kind of where the story's going. That our discussions are like made up of substance, but they're also leading to nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got some great theories and some great ideas and hopefully, you know, one of them can come to fruition and then, you know, we're never going to get the entire storyline down, of course, because they're always throwing in extra little curves and twists and we want that. So I'm pretty excited to see what's to come. Uh, thank you for joining us. And as always, have a great day and we will see you next time. Stay safe.